Welcome to the Renovate Church Sermon Podcast. At Renovate Church, we are passionate about teaching God's Word in such a way that you really get to know the heart and character of God and where you can apply the truth of Scripture to every aspect of living. We believe that God's Word is relevant and has the power to transform your life. We're excited for this most recent sermon and we hope it blesses and encourages you. Christmas. We're glad you're here with us. If there's anything that's not overrated in this world, it's hope. It's hope. On August 5th, 2010, 33 workers went to work as if it was every other day. They went in, they put their stuff on, they went down several thousand feet to begin to work in the mine that they worked in, not knowing that just after noon, something catastrophic was going to happen. That literally a rock the size, two times the size of the Empire State Building 770,000 tons and 45 stories high would fall, trapping them 2,300 feet under the ground. They had no idea if anybody, they had no, all their contact, communication, everything was knocked out. They had no idea if Anyone was going to come looking for them. They had no idea how long they were going to be able to survive. There were 33 of them, 2,300 feet under the ground with a rock two times the size of the Empire State Building over them. Think about being in a hopeless situation. The message of Christmas that runs right through the center of everything is this idea that hope has come. There's this idea that not only do we need hope in our lives every day to go through the things that we go through, hope is at the center of the Christmas story and hope is at the center of the gospel message, the Christian message. So we're just going to look here this, today and about this idea of what hope is. Because here's the thing, guys. We might not have a situation happen to us where a rock like that falls on us. But we will have things that we will go through in our life that will seem desperate for us. We'll go through things potentially in our marriage where things will look Hopeless. We'll go through things in our family where things will look hopeless. We'll go through, through things physically where things will look hopeless. We'll go through things with our children where things will look hopeless. But yet, raging in to, to the midst of hopelessness and a dark world and grief, literally raging in on Christmas morning through this burst 
of light is, is hope in the midst of it. See, Simeon, and we talked about it last week in Luke chapter 2, he says something interesting. Simeon had been waiting for something. He had been waiting to see something. In Luke 2.25, it says, There was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit. He was waiting for hope. That word consolation means, okay, God, you've promised. And see, here's the thing, guys, that we have to understand. Is that in the Christmas story, we are living in between two advents. That the first advent was the Christmas story and Jesus coming as he was promised. Coming into the world on Christmas morning. But guess what? There's a promise that we have still out there. That he is coming a second time. And that, that we can have hope in the midst of a dark world. We're living in, just as they were living, waiting for the fulfillment of the first coming, and God honored that, and God came. We're living in this in-between time of the time where God says that he came and the time when all things will ultimately be reconciled and redeemed. We're waiting in the same way. Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. So, what is hope? What is hope? If it's something that we need, these men needed, they were down there for 69 days. And it wasn't until the 17th day that they actually knew that people up on the top knew that they were, still, that they were down there and that they were still alive. For 17 days, they were in darkness and despair. And they kept hearing the drills coming and missing where they were. And finally, a drill broke through. It cost the nation of Chile $20 million to rescue 33 people. 20. But they, they tried everything they could, every ingenuity to figure out how they could get to these. That's what God did for us in Jesus. God saw us under the weight of sin, under the weight of discouragement, under the weight of pride and independence, under the, under the weight. And he did everything he could to come down. So what is hope? Hope is this confident and certain expectation of good. See, the biblical idea of hope is not wishful thinking it's not wishing because hope is rooted in something so hope has these words that it's certain and it's confident when you read through the old testament you will see like in the book of lamentations that's one of the books of of, of them going through one of the biggest distresses and in the midst of it even it says yet in god i will hope so there, there is this idea that it's not, again, in the world people say, oh, I hope that the weather gets warmer. I hope that my plane makes it today. The biblical idea of hope is certain 
and confident in good coming. It's certain and confident. Okay, so that's hope. Well, where does hope come from, biblically? Hope comes, it's rooted in God's dependability, his character, and his trustworthiness. Hope is not just, again, separated. No, it's rooted in who God is, in his nature, his character, his faithfulness, his trustworthiness. Look at what scripture says. I love this. I looked up every verse. There's 129 verses on hope in the Old and New Testament. And I looked them all up. And I was just reading. And man, I wish I had the time to like truly teach. Because it's so powerful what, what this kind of hope, biblical hope is. But I just had to pick out a few to encourage us tonight. Look at what it says in Titus 1, 1 through 3. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time and which now at his appointed season he has brought to light. So, Where does hope come from? It comes from who God is. The hope of eternal life which God, who does not lie, promised. Look at what it says in Hebrews 10.23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Hope. So hope comes from God in his, depend- in his nature, his character, his dependability, his faithfulness. But it also comes in the promise of Jesus. Look at what Scripture says. Paul writing to Timothy, 1 Timothy 1.1. He said, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the command of God our Father and of Christ Jesus, our hope. Our hope. So what is hope? Certain, confident, expectation of good coming to us. Where does it come from? God's nature, his character, his faithfulness, his dependability. Revealed to us in the coming and the giving of his son, Jesus. Jesus is the evidence of hope. Look at what it also says. Titus 2.13 Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So hope is certain. Guys, I'm telling you, just as those men walked into their jobs that day, not knowing what was going to face them. And when they were asked, when they got out, what allowed you to endure For 69 days, they said, hope, hope, that somebody up there was was coming for us because by our own strength, we couldn't lift a 770,000 ton rock. With our own resources, we we were dead. 
we were done. At the top of that mine, all the family members of those 33 men formed a camp. And it was called Camp Amparanza, which means Camp Hope. Look it up. The top of it was Camp Hope. So what does hope produce in us? So if this is what hope is, it's this confident expectation of good. It's rooted in who God is. What does it produce in us? Look at what Scripture says in Romans 15, 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Guys, one of the defining characteristics of a believer and a follower of Jesus is yes, love, yes, joy, yes, peace. But I'm telling you, one of the defining characteristics of somebody who really knows God and believes who he is is this, this unbelievably deep rooted hope that no matter what goes on in this world, no matter what is swirling around us, no matter what the circumstances are, we cannot be moved off of the hope that's in us. That's what it's saying here. He actually calls him the God of hope. Let him fill you. So, and then last scripture, Romans 15, 4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. One of my favorite scriptures, guys, in all the Bible is in Hebrews 6, where it says this, that by, it's impossible for God to lie. And we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged, and we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. The thrill of hope. When those men came out after 69 days, hope fulfilled. What got them there? Hope. What's going to get you through seeing difficulty? Hope. What's going to get you through seeing circumstances that are contrary to you? Hope. In a certain confident expectation that God is who he says he is. And he will do what he says he will do. And ultimately in the end, he has come to save us and redeem us. And nothing can take that away. That's why Christmas is such a celebration. Amen. When they got out of that thing, do you think they were like, eh? No. Dude, there was a celebration. The family celebrated. Oh my gosh. Hope fulfilled. Guys, not only at Christmas do we get an opportunity. Hope changes us. It changes us. You don't have to fear things. What does it produce? Joy, peace, life, encouragement, endurance. It's what it produces. But not only do we get a chance to receive hope at Christmas, and reflect on hope, we get an opportunity 
to give hope to the world. April and I had the opportunity years ago to go to Kenya. And we had heard about this place called the Matari Valley and uh, that seven-year-olds were raising two-year-olds, no running water, no electricity. I'd been to a lot of places in the world and I walked in to it and within 10 minutes of walking through this place, a million people living in less than one square mile. No sewage, no electricity. And I walked in and I threw up three times because of the smells of people in the rivers and, and all this. My God, I threw up three times. And yet in the midst of that, there was an organization that was transforming the mountain, the valley of darkness into the mountain of God. And then we had a chance to go to Nicaragua. And we went into the second poorest country in all of the Western Hemisphere behind Haiti, live, people living on less than $2 a day, and yet we saw an organization, and we went into this El Limonal dump where people were literally living on a dump and trash. Natalie's been there. She's seen it. She's been there. And one person went one day, and he saw it because the government was doing nothing. They had moved all these people, 3,000 people from homes to live on this dump. And yet a decade later, no homes had been built. People were living on a dump, the city dump. And one person came, and he saw it, and he said, I have to do something about it. And Oscar Correa started reaching out to this community and feeding them and that grew into what on eagle's wings is now they get an opportunity to bring hope to over 12,000 kids a day a day they bring food and they bring love and they bring teaching and they bring education and they bring material good it's one of the places that i've seen the greatest amount of true hope being dispensed. And guys, tonight we get an opportunity to partner with them. Take a look at this video from Oscar. He just shot it a couple days ago to send to us.
to six year old and uh, the ideal is that once they're here, they will at an early age be instructed in the word of God. They will receive English classes and we also will try to find and discover the gift where God will be able to use them once they get older. God bless you. And like I said, the uh, daycare center, we already have a name for it, and it will be called Little Eagles of Jesus, or Jesus Little Eagles. So God is good. Thank you so much. And from the bottom of our heart and our family and our ministry, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. God bless you. Guys, there's a couple ways you can give. I know April and I are going to give. Renovate's going to give as a church. We've seen this faithfulness, the fruitfulness. Um, there's an offering box in the back. You can drop something off in there if you want to. You're under no obligation. You can go to our website. Uh, we have an opportunity to give there. And you can also go on our church app and uh, can give there. And when you go to... Our giving subsplash, it just has an On Eagle's Wings tab that you can just give to. Some people have already done that uh, uh, from last week and they've gone on. 100% of it's going to them. And so let me pray and then we're going to have one of our elders, Willie Hendricks, come up and we're going to do a candle lighting uh, time here tonight, just reflective of the light that came into the world through the birth of Jesus into a dark world comes the light of God, the light of truth, the light of salvation. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for this hope that we have, that as your word says, is an anchor to our soul. God, no matter what we face, no matter what's going on, we can believe that you are good, that you love us, that you care about us, that you came for us, and that your promises are true because we saw it manifested in the coming and the birth of your son, Jesus, as was told into the world. We celebrate your coming tonight. We thank you for your love for us, the hope that you give us. Thank you for what you're doing in Nicaragua. Continue to bless Oscar and his team and all the people that they're reaching out to. God, let your name be lifted up and glorified. We ask this now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And have Willie come up and share a little bit. We'll have our ushers come down. Springer family, they're going to light your candle. You can, be, you can stand. Hey, we are so glad that you joined us for our service this morning. If you are interested in learning about how you can start a relationship with Jesus, we would love to be here to talk that through with you. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 12, that whoever has the Son has life. And we really believe that here at Renovate. So again, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you're just interested in learning more about the faith, you have questions, we'd love to hear from you as well. Or if you want to grow as a follower of Jesus or get more involved in what we're doing, we'd love to hear from you. So just go ahead and comment on the platform that you're at or reach out to us by email at info at renovatechurch.com. Again, we're so glad you're able to join us. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you soon.